How can you support the local Lancaster community? That's what this show is all about. Lancaster Connects is brought to you by the Sleep Better book from Gardner's Mattress and More. You can get your free copy at gardnersmattressandmore.com. Sounds like a good book. I think it's a great book. <laughs> it's a great book. So here we are, episode uh, episode eight, and uh, we are off to the races, podcasting, being sleep better guys, mattress yeah. guys. Last week I was a uh, mattress and, uh, or not mattress rather, but box spring foundation guy. That's right. Went out to the Amish countryside. Western Pennsylvania, got a whole bunch of uh, Amish-made heavy-duty foundations, or as our listeners would know them, box springs. The updated term is foundation. All your support is in a mattress now, but uh, we buy those direct from an Amish outfit in the western part of the state, Homer City to be exact. And uh, funny thing about that trip, there's uh, there's one of the guys there is a real smart Alec. And, uh, <laughs> one of the Amish guys? It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, real comedian and joker. My truck broke down. A new truck, no less. 600 and some miles on it, the rental truck we had. And uh, he says, you know, when I want my truck to work, I give it a carrot and smack it on the rear end. Ah, uh, yes. horse. Yeah, horse. yeah, yeah. A horse, of course, of course, is a horse. Mr. Ed, I got your reference. Like yep, yep, yep. <laughs> but who do we have on the show, Ben? We have, coming up, uh, Marisa Subert from the Lancaster EMS and Howard Hershey from the Lafayette Fire Company. Um, Howard is sitting in front of a, an old fire truck, which is, which is super cool. And we also have Elizabeth Berthod from the Ephrata Cloister. Used to drive by there all the time as a single man living in Ephrata. Nice. I was at a wedding at the Ephrata Cloister many years ago, 15 yeah. years ago. Yeah. It's a cool place. So we've got a whole bunch of stuff what's going on in and around town, in and around the community. We've got a photo contest update for you, our quick tip on how to sleep better right from the Sleep Better book, what food trucks will be, where they will be and when. And uh, we've also got an opportunity to help two high school students in desperate need right now. And you can help your uh, neighbors by joining the Lancaster Connects community. Uh, we're going to have our pet of the week as per normal. And of course, our weekly restaurant gift card giveaways. So we've got a whole bunch of stuff going on uh, in the show. It's going to be an action-packed hour. And remember, this show is also available as a podcast. Find the links at LancasterConnects.com. And uh, remember to like and share the video. Um, leave a comment. Uh, tell a friend about the show, um, especially if they live in Lancaster. They should, they should watch. Um, talk about a lot of things uh, going on in Lancaster and a lot of highlight a lot of uh, nonprofits and uh, local heroes. So uh, welcome, Melissa Subert from Lancaster EMS, Howard Hershey from Lafayette Fire Company, and Elizabeth Berthod from Ephrata Cloister. Welcome to the show. Happy to have you here. Hey, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for joining us. We'll have you... Uh, back on in a little bit. We got our, our events rundown to go over and uh, a couple other things to let the community know about, but we'll bring, be bringing you back on momentarily. Okay. 
So right into our events, uh, Lancaster Barnstormers, uh, they've announced their 2021 schedule. Um, they, uh, their ho first home opener is June 4th, and they're honoring the healthcare heroes of Lancaster who've been just, you know, for the last year plus, um, dedicating uh, a ton of their time and, uh, uh, and, and into the health of the Lancaster community. Um, of course, they've got weekly promotions, $2 Tuesdays, the Barnstormers, that is. Um, not, not the healthcare workers. No, no. <laughs> two dollar Tuesdays at the Barnstormers uh, for items like popcorn, fountain soda, nachos, and hot dogs. Um, Wiener Wednesdays, one dollar for a dollar dollar hot dogs, um, and you get to bring your dog to the ballpark. That's uh, that's a uh, sounds like a pretty uh, fun night. Uh, Thirsty Thursdays, two dollars for a twelve ounce craft brew at the Broken Bat uh, Craft Beer Deck. Uh, Fridays are code red Fridays. Um, you can uh, sport your Barnstormer red and uh, be the most spirited fan to be entered to win a prize. Um, Saturdays, you've got fireworks. Uh, every Friday or every Saturday night is fireworks. And uh, Sundays, this is cool for the kids. Uh, you get to play catch right on the field uh, before the game. And the kids also get a free carousel ride. So a uh, ton of stuff going on at the Barnstormers. And that's just the, the baseball stuff. They do a ton uh, uh, they hold, hold a ton of events at the ballpark and around the Lancaster city, uh, for the Lancaster community. So you can get all that information at LancasterBarnstormers.com. Yep. The guys there, uh, owners of the team, I know they're big in Lancaster County, former Clipper magazine guys, thus the name. And, you know, we've gotten to know them personally over the years doing business with them and their, their dedication to the community is pretty profound. And when you think of the last year, you know, not being able to, uh, do anything, Let's get out there and support them if we can. Take your family out there for a night of entertainment. Uh, buy a couple hot dogs, a couple burgers, and enjoy the game. They're a great asset to the community. So let's hope we can uh, help them out. And they're obviously here to help our community out. We've got a community cleanup. All right. This is to celebrate Earth Day, Thursday, April 22nd, by cleaning up the local community. Saturday, April 24th, at Elizabethtown Borough Park from 11 to 2. Groups will be assigned to local areas to clean up trash recycling, compostable items, trash bags are provided. Please bring your own gloves. Uh, of course, that is going to be at Elizabethtown Borough Park, 201 South Main Street, Mount Joy, Elizabethtown, PA. Uh, if you're looking to connect with them, you could do two ways. Email directly, earth2, number two, that is, earth2etown at gmail.com or at earth2etown on Facebook. Immediately following that cleanup, uh, meet back at the park for live music from the Lancaster-based group Ukulele Uprising. Children's Craft in the Pavilion from two, uh, or I'm sorry, Children's Craft in Pavilion two from one to four. Again, that's at the Borough Park there in Elizabethtown. Um, we've also got a song contest. Dan, <laughs> yeah, you so this you're is the, you're this the singer. Is, yeah. Well, I'm not. I'm not going to sing. You're the music guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the Pennsylvania Parks and Forest Foundation wants to know what song best expresses what the environment means to them, uh, to, to them as a person. So um, you can you can win two hundred and fifty dollars. Um, you can enter now until August 1st. Uh, again, um, the Pennsylvania Parks and Forest Foundation wants to know what song you think best expresses what the environment means. You can do that at paparksandforest.org. Um, there's a bunch of other, uh, we'll have the link. I'm we'll not going to have, have Ben read the link out to you. If, you. if you're a listener of the show, you know, Ben likes links, but we'll, we'll put it in the show notes. 
LancasterConnects.com will be the place for all of that. That's right. So if you're into a song and into winning 250 bucks that best exemplifies the environment for PA, parks and forests, hit the show links up and you'll get right there. You want to talk to us about the murder mystery I dinner theater? I just seem to get the murder. <laughs> get the, get the... <laughs> like three weeks in a row now on the events, this, the schedule, I'm, I'm the murder guy. So murder and mystery dinner theater at Mount Hope. This goes on at the PA Renaissance Fair complex there. Um, sorry, no, it happens at the Mount Hope Estate and Winery in Mannheim, mm. but it's connected to parenfair.com. So anyway, I'll just read the notes. Murder Mystery Dinner Theater at Mount Hope, the 13th annual Murder Mystery Dinner Theater at the Mount Hope Estate and Winery in Mannheim continues now through May 2nd. Tickets at parenfair.com. Uh, you take the next one. Yeah, I yeah. Need, back to, to back there. to the song yeah, from, from the murder. Um, that event died. <laughs> okay. Um, tell us 360, awesome live venue, uh, live music venue downtown, uh, right there on King Street, just north of the square. Um, they've got a fun event uh, going on April 21st uh, between 8 and 10 p.m. Uh, it's a tribute to Dave Matthews Band and Tim Rental Reynolds. Um, and it's called A Proud Monkey Presents a Tribute to uh, Dave Matthews and Tim Reynolds. Uh, you can get more information about that concert at tellus360.com. Uh, also, they've got an open mic uh, night with Bjorn Jacobson and Ty Mary. I'm um, so happy you got this one. Yeah, I yeah. That. We, I, I think at some point, uh, Simon and Billy are going to have to do a clip show of all of our mm-hmm. m- name mispronunciations. Um, but uh, April 26th, between 7 and 9 uh, p.m., it's a free acoustic open mic night. Um, and uh, those two guys are hosting that. It's an intimate and participative atmosphere uh, for all songwriters and instrumentalists. Um, signups begin at 6 p.m. And it's, it is ages 21 and up at tellus360.com. I've got three Millersville area events. There you go. Actually, all at Phantom Power. Trivia night, Phantom Power, April 28th, 8 o'clock, all ages, no cover. Come out to our socially distanced trivia night. Pick your teams, hosted by Trivia Product and guaranteed to be a night of fun. That's at 121 West Frederick Street in Millersville. Uh, PhantomPower.net for info on that. And the next two, we've got an outdoor flea market. That's kind of spelled like Phillies, P-H flea market. At the beer garden at Phantom Power. Enjoy 25 and more, or more vendors, uh, 25 plus vendors, food, drink, entertainment, music by Horse and Boogie DJs. Horse and Boogie. That's great. <laughs> food by Isabella Cuisine, April 25th from 11 to 3. <laughs> All ages are welcome. Again, more information at phantompower.net. And finally, comedy night. Maybe we should go. Maybe not. <laughs> comedy open mic night. I don't think we will. There's been a lot of comedians sidelined in the last year. We don't need to try no, to let them do their thing. Yeah. Comedy open mic night at Phantom Power. Guy walks into a bar. Open mic night hosted by Audrey Marsh and Jared McHale. April 26th, signups begin at 6. Comedy starts at 7. Or you can watch comedy here at Lancaster Connects 24-7 anytime you want. Go to LancasterConnects.com. But if you want real comedy, go to PhantomPower.com. You'll get it on April 26th. And Phantom Power is at 121 West Frederick Street, Millersville. Yeah, actually, cool note about Phantom Power. Um, I just saw that they booked, I think her name is Melissa Villa Senior. I again probably mispronounced her name, but she's an active cast member on SNL. And uh-huh. she's going to be doing her comedy at Phantom Power at some point. I, I, I saw the tickets were sold out. So 
Um, maybe we won't mention it again, but, um, you know, they're getting some really big comedy accents. So that, that's pretty cool. Um, great, great uh, local uh, venue to support. Um, we've got uh, an escape room on a train. Uh, Harry Houdini is trapped in a safe on board a moving train, and only you and your party can free him before he runs out of air. Sounds dangerous. Uh, it's an interactive escape room on board the opulent and moving president's car. Um, it includes, uh, so your, your ticket there at the Strasburg Railroad um, includes um, one complimentary adult uh, beverage and snack. And um, tickets are available for April 23rd through the uh, April 30th run of this show. And the train departs the station at 6 p.m. on those dates. So you can get tickets at strasburgrailroad.com. Liquor, moving trains, rescuing somebody. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of fun. I'm going to check that one out. Adventure. Eastland <clears throat> Alpacas Farm Tour. So alpacas are pretty neat animals. I've been there. Yeah. All right. They were the, with the youngins. Long time ago. Yeah. The alpacas welcome visitors throughout the year, pet feed, and take pictures with them. The alpacas, that is, on the 30-acre farm. Tours are done by appointment and donation. Most Saturdays are available. Call to set up a time for a tour. Farm store, the farm store boutique offers hats, scarves, throws, socks, and teddy bears all made from alpaca fiber. And I can tell you, alpaca socks are the bomb. I have a pair. They're amazing. I love them. So definitely check them out. EastlandAlpacas.com, and that's at 2089 Risser Mill Road in Mount Joy. So EastlandAlpacas.com, if that grabs you. Again, all infos and links are available on the website and via email each week. Just enter our giveaway at LancasterConnects.com to subscribe to our weekly email update with all of our show info. Uh, the show is also available as a podcast, and you can get the links at LancasterConnects.com. We should throw to our guests. Yeah, we should. I don't know that we should have said that out loud. <laughs> That's the yeah. second time I've done that. Yeah, we're still getting it here. The podcast rookies. So for our <laughs> guests, any of those events uh, sound interesting? Or have you been to any of those places? Or maybe you got a joke to tell since there's a comedy night? Uh, I haven't been um, to any of those yet. Um, I can tell you that Lancaster EMS, we have a station in Millersville. So I think you mentioned a couple of those events that are happening in Millersville. So it's nice that you're yep. supporting the local community. That's great. Thanks. No jokes for me today. I just agree that <laughs> the alpacas are great. If you go to the alpaca place. Yeah, you've been there? Yes, I find it hard to believe that. How, super. I find it hard to believe that Howard doesn't have jokes. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll get to that very, in a minute. <laughs> no, it's very true. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, we've also got a couple other things going on here. Our photo contest, we as a new wrinkle, a new a new part of the the podcast, uh, way to connect the community, kind of highlight some local talent, highlight the local community and surrounding area. Uh, we have one person who's gotten on the photo contest train. That's Mike, and I'm Acanero. Perfect. You know, with a, guy, a name like Janakovo, you should be able to figure this out. But anyway, <laughs> Mike O, he's got two photos out there, Strasburg and Springtime, Hans Herhouse in Lancaster County. And actually, I do know we have a second one 
uh, production team will we'll pick this up. I'll make a note, uh, point it out. I know Sarah Reynolds, she's a, a volunteer coordinator at Zoe's house. I know she posted on one of the, fo- one of the many Facebook posts that we made. Uh, so maybe it didn't hit the exact right space place, but it was a nice photo as well. Nice. So we've actually got two people. I've got my photos, which are utterly fantastic. Um, is that the, is that the, yeah, there comedian? you go. That's just amazing. <clears throat> amazing box truck photography. <laughs> um, but, uh, I put some photos in from the Amish country trip for the fo- foundations and box springs, but we'll keep this, uh, first round open another week to get more photos because we really, you know, we think this is neat. We think it's a neat way to showcase, uh, some emerging talent. Maybe if you've got a child that likes to take photos with your cell phone or theirs, you know, let's, uh, Let's get some more photos in. All right. So you can enter uh, by posting your photo and or pictures um, as a comment on our photo contest post on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Lancaster Connects. We'll show our short list of the best pictures on next week's show and ask the audience to vote for the winner. So next week, we'll call the first vote and bring that up. But uh, why don't we bring on our guests? Let's yeah. bring on Marisa. Hey, Marisa. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being on. Tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about um, the Lancaster EMS. So Lancaster EMS, we're the largest EMS agency here in Lancaster County. Um, think when you call 911 for emergency, uh, we are usually there, always ready to respond. Uh, we have the most uh, trucks out available with the most employees. Um, and in addition to providing 911 emergency services, we also do non-emergency medical services to 21 oh. municipalities here in Lancaster County. We are a fully nonprofit 501c3 public safety organization. Uh, as far as our response so, calls, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. As far as our, this is just a little bit of tidbit information for your viewers, your audience. Uh, We're responding to about 100 calls a day. Um, So we're always responding, always ready to serve the the, uh, community residents here in Lancaster County. And you're you're in it right now. You've got the, you're there in the office and the calls are coming in in the background. So this is. Yes. You know, this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is a, uh, this is a part of you know, society that I think a lot of people kind of forget about, not that they do it intentionally. It's just, they're not exposed to it. Uh, part of the reason we have this show. Um, how does it, how is it determined? You, you said you serve 21 boroughs, municipalities, you know, how does that, how do you handle that versus the other agencies? Uh, it depends on, so our, our 21 municipalities. So a lot of times if we, um, that's our first due area. Um, and so if somebody, if we're busy within, and we get a call from somebody within the municipality, um, then another EMS agency will pick up and help us. So a lot of times, you know, we're working in hand in hand and mutual, mutual response. Um, but most of the time, and actually, in fact, all, all the time, um, we are, uh, responding to our own, within our own territory. It's very few times because we're the largest and we have the most vehicles and staff. Um, it's very few times that we are not able to respond within our first two area. 
lot of times we pick up other area uh, areas for other EMS agencies. So okay. last year, just to give you some information, um, 2020, we had about 39,000 requests for service in 2020. Wow. So, Are all, they, yeah. all of them coming in on 911 calls? 911. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So how many, what, what kind of staffing do you need to support that? So staffing, we're at about 160 staff while we are career, clinical and non-clinical. Um, and recruitment is uh, very hard, critical for us right now. Um, so if anyone out there is looking to be an EMT, um, we have an EMT Academy that we are um, offering right now. It's a Learn While You Earn Academy where you can uh, hmm. sign up to get your credentials to be an EMT um, and get on, we'll train you, get on the trucks and uh, progress that way. Um, and then after wow. EMT, a lot of people can progress to a paramedic level. And that's just another certification. How long does that process take for somebody to say they're interested in getting started with you to the time that they could be out on the truck or, or go to the next it's level? It's about 12, 16, 12 to 16 weeks. And we, okay, we, well. we are very, we're very thorough with our training. We want to make sure our staff is fully prepared um, with knowledge base information before we put them on to take care of a, a, a medical call. You know, we, that, that's our first priority is, you know, we'll, we'll pair them up with a more experienced staff member so that, you know, should an emergency occur with a patient, you know, there's always a, uh, with a trainee, there's always a more experienced novice person so that um, situations arise, you know, the, the trainee is, is ready to, to learn. Um, but it is, you know, it's hands-on learning. Um, and uh, so make sure that the, the, the person, the trainee is comfortable um, to, uh, and, and prepared to serve the, our residents. And that's what we do. We love the, our residents right. and, you know, we're here in Lancaster County ready to answer the call. Yeah. Yeah. Big part of uh, a safe society and a society that supports itself. Keep. Yes. You're a key part we of it. Are a pretty fee, wild. We're, we're, we're what's called a fee for service. Um, we're always there ready to call, you know, to respond to that request, emergency and non-emergency. But on the other hand, on the other side of that is a uh, lack of funding right now. Um, we're not tax-based. Um, municipalities are not mandated to fund us. And, you know, I'm, we're constantly, you know, we're doing a membership drive. Uh, we're doing a lot of fundraising. Uh, I, I do grant writing. Um, so we're really trying to raise some dollars because in the Commonwealth here of Pennsylvania, um, they're not mandated to, to fund us. So that's a struggle for us and that's a reality. And we hope that down the road in 10, 20 years, that when people do call 911, that EMS will be 
you know, on the scene and, and, and we'll, we will have the, the, the funding, but at this point we're, it's, it's a struggle for us. It really truly mm. is. Like I said, we're nonprofit. A lot of people, you know, think that we're affiliated with the hospital. We are not, we are not affiliated with the hospital. We have Lancaster general, and then we have Penn mm. medicine. I'm, I'm sorry. We have, um, lifeline, uh, Penn state Hershey, coming into town in about 2022, about a year from now. Um, and, you know, we're going to have two hosp two competing hospitals pretty soon. And neither of those hospitals is funding us, is backing us up. So, you know, we're, we're there. We're ready to do, you know, cardiac arrest treatment and, and uh, um, ready to, to respond and take that patient to the hospital facility or transport from the hospital to home, vice versa. So right now is a critical point yeah, for us. Well. Uh, the COVID pandemic really hurt us as well. Um, and uh, we're trying to be creative and innovative with our fundraising. And we have a food truck event, which I'm sure you'll uh, you'll be able to hear more yeah, about we're that be, a little bit. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that. But uh, when you talk about longevity, as I understand it, you know, your, your hope for 15, 20 years down the road, EMS to be there, that's got to be born out of something. Uh, yes. Howard Hershey has been a part of Lancaster EMS for how long, Howard? How long have you been on uh, with Lancaster EMS? There I'm is. actually not with Lancaster EMS. I'm with Lafayette yeah. Fire Company. I'm sorry. Yeah. I butchered we, that. That's but okay. Still, we are sorry. separate part organizations. Helping people in a time of need. You've been around for a while. Tell us a I've bit been more with about Lafayette. That. I've been with Lafayette Fire Company for just a little over fifty-two years. Uh, well, uh, I've served with an uh, ambulance company prior to uh, uh, Lancaster EMS. Uh, it was East Lampeter Ambulance here in the area. I served with them for a number of years, and uh, yeah, it's it's been a long road, and it's been a very interesting. Uh, Time in my life, really. Yeah. Where Where is the Lafayette Fire Company located? We're located on uh, Lincoln Highway East, just east of uh, Lancaster City. And we're actually directly yep. across the street from one of Lancaster EMS stations. Oh, that's convenient. We're, we're a totally 100% so volunteer organization. And we serve primarily East Lampeter Township. And under contract, we serve the eastern portion of Lancaster Township. Okay. Uh, tell us about the, the name uh, Lafayette Fire Company. Where did that originate from? The name actually came from, there's a, there's a plot of ground uh, directly north of us here uh, along the old Philadelphia Pike. And there's actually a marker there that uh, General Lafayette, viewed his troops during the Revolutionary War over here along the old Philadelphia Pike. So there's an area there with called Lafayette because of the memorial marker. And when they organized the fire department, struggled for a name, and they adopted Lafayette based on the uh, review grounds close to the facility here. I didn't know that. So your capacity, Howard, with uh the, the fire company there is that has that been for fifty two years has that been volunteer based uh, how like are you are you an employee of the company I, I mean I know volunteering is a big part of it 
tell us a little bit more about that. Now, everybody at the station here is a volunteer. We're 100% volunteer. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to serve in a number of different positions from president. I'm currently secretary. I've served as a lieutenant, captain, wow. assistant chief, and chief. And I'm currently serving as a chief engineer on the apparatus. So uh, covered most of the jobs here. Yeah. So that's 52 years of volunteer service to the community. Is that, do I have that, that correct? That is correct. Yes. Well, that's, that's incredible. So thank you for that. I know you're not looking for that. I mean, nobody does after 52 years of committing, you do it for your own reasons, but I'm saying that's just tremendous. So thank you for doing that for our Lancaster County community. That's just really incredible. Yes. I appreciate that. I wouldn't have been able to do it without a very supportive wife and family. Because with this nature of business, you do uh, you do take away from uh, the home life sometimes. Uh, when the call comes in sure. and it's time to leave, you, you're going to have to leave. So, so with their support, yep. it's allowed me yep. to do what I've done. Yeah, yeah. How is the uh, Lafayette Fire Company funded? Uh, primarily, we do and, a, and what is a the fund funding go towards? An- uh, we do a fund drive annually. And our fund drive just went out this past week to the uh, residents of the area that we serve. We are supported by East Lampeter Township, and we have a contract with Lancaster Township that they support us through that. Uh, most of our funding goes to the facilities, the apparatus, that type of thing. Uh, we, we built a new station you've got- 11 years ago. 11 years ago, we were able to get some grants for that. So uh, it's... Uh, like Marissa said, it gets tough financially sometimes. We we struggle to get enough. Yeah, and you've got this Mack truck behind you. I've actually got a friend of mine that works for Mack truck. Um, and it's, it's really neat to kind of see him talk about the company itself. But you've got a special one behind you, as I understand it. Uh, tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, the uh, Mack behind me was built in 1978. It was built at the Mack plant in Allentown, and it's been a workhorse for us for, what is it, 43 years now. Uh, it's still an active, uh, it's in active service. It runs uh, out on, uh, first out on several different types of calls. Uh, it's really, you know, on cool. its last part of its life here because it's due to be replaced by a new engine that should be finished next week at a plant in Wisconsin. Uh, the Mac has served us very, very well. It's been very low on maintenance costs. Uh, it's a favorite of a lot of people that have been here over the years. Uh, I was fortunate enough to serve on the committee that designed and built the engine. So uh, it's been here the whole time oh, wow. I've been here. So what's so when it when it's reached its end of life and end of service time, what what happens? What's going to happen to that truck? Well, that's a decision that the uh, company needs to make yet. Uh, we need to decide if we're going to keep it here and maintain it as a support unit or whether we're going to uh, sell it. That decision has not been yeah. made at this point yet. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. It's still in service. That's great. It's nice to see, you know, nice to th- see things last like that. Uh, well, in the essence of helping the endeavors continue forward, lasting, right? helping to stay around. You've got a food truck fundraiser coming up in conjunction with Marisa at, at EMS. Uh, let's talk about a little bit about that. Why are we having this fundraiser? 
So Lancaster EMS and Lafayette Fire, we are, are mutual and automatic uh, 911 uh, provide, not, I'm sorry, mutual aid for each other. <laughs> um, in fact, about two hours ago, right, uh, Howard, we got it. There was a call, a um, emergency accident that happened not too, uh, about, what, an hour ago, I think, uh, Howard, where yeah, they, about, about we nine. both responded on the scene. Hmm. Oh. Okay. Yeah, yes, we, um, do work, we do work a lot together. Sorry. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so what we are trying to do, because we're both, you know, in the efforts of trying to fundraise, is uh, we have an exciting opportunity for uh, to bring the community together, bring them out to help support us. Um, we Next Friday is our first responder food truck fundraiser right here at Lafayette Fire. So bring your appetite. We're going to have seven food truck vendors over 20 merchandise boutique type of uh, pop-up shops with a variety of merchandise. And all the proceeds are going to be split equally between Lancaster EMS and Lafayette Fire. Um, we'll have some live demonstrations. On the EMS side, we're going to have some hands-only CPR demonstrations. Lafayette Fire will, of course, have their fire trucks available and all their apparatus and uh, showcase that. And, um, and joining us also next Friday night is Silo from the Barnstormer. So the kids can come on out, get their picture with Silo. Um, we are charging an admission. It's $3 a person ages 16 and under are free and again those all those proceeds will be split equally uh, between the, the two of us between Lafayette and Lancaster EMS uh, and that's yeah Friday April 23rd correct Friday April 23rd location is Lafayette fire and um, and what time, time is it is all day long or four o'clock until eight o'clock so like oh, we nice. said bring your appetite bring the kids uh meet us down here and um just it's it's a great way just to support us it really is this is this is a fun fundraiser for first responders yeah i mean listen i think if you know listeners listening to this you know, you're Friday night, you're typically maybe going to dine out, going to get some pizza or something for their family, whatever. This is the moment right now where our community needs us. You're going to make a decision to spend some money somewhere, most likely over the weekend. Get out of the house, get some fresh air, maybe see that history marker that Howard told us about for the Lafayette Fire Company. You'll be on site there. We'll get the maps, all the links up to, to connect uh, in the show notes with the postings. But I just challenge everybody, if you're going to go out, if you're going to spend the money, do it where it impacts your community the most. And you got four hours, four to eight. It's a couple bucks to get in, but so what? You know, your food trucks are a lot of fun. You get kind of like a great little buffet of on-demand, different food. Um, there'll be some entertainment there. As they said, Silo from the Barnstormers, that's a great picture with the kids. 
really uh, just would urge everybody to put that into their schedule right now. Friday, April 23rd from 4 to 8 at the Lafayette Fire Company. We'll get the map up of how you get in and what the address is and everything if you don't know it. But part of this money is going to go towards new equipment. What's a what's a fully equipped ambulance or fire truck cost? Um, I'll speak on my side, um, but to a new ambulance, about $160,000. Well, may I interrupt equipped. quick? Yes. May I interrupt? Did you May just I get interrupt? A call? Our uh, new engine. Yes, I'm getting a call. We have to leave. But our new engine is going to run us about six hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Well, so. all right. So get out and eat some food at the food trucks. Yep. Just okay. getting a call. Thank you for the opportunity. Here we go. I, uh, it's pretty cool. Right? I mean, not cool that a call came in, but you know, we get to kind of see that, um, you know, what they, what they, uh, deal with on a day to day basis. Yeah. I mean, listen, I think, I think it drives home the point of how important the services are that EMS Lafayette offer yeah. folks like Marisa and Howard, you know, dedicating their time, uh, the, the energy, the effort, the stress that goes into it. Um, you kind of got the inside inside baseball of what life is like there. You heard the calls. Howard running out 52 years in. Uh, he's still donating time uh, back to our community. Folks, again, Friday, April 23rd, from 4 to 8, you got the opportunity to go out and, uh, and help uh, raise some money for this. See, and there, it doesn't stop, right, Marisa? It just doesn't stop. Um, so at any rate, uh, we're going to help uh, kick off the fundraising. Uh, I think it makes sense to bring this up now. Yeah, sure. We're trying to we're trying to uh, stay on script. We're going to drive our production team nuts in case this is later in the notes. But oh well. Um, <laughs> we donate to the charities that come on. We donate a, a little amount. This basically divides up our monthly giving uh, on each episode. Um, so we're going to donate, Marisa, to this event, $125 uh, to the event in a way. I'm sure you've already gotten some funds in already, but that's going to be our contribution, $125 to the uh, uh, efforts here. We'll figure out who to send that to. I guess we might divide it up between the two individually, but uh, we're going to commit that $125 to, to the effort. All right. So thanks so much for everything you do. Uh, hang on. We'll, we'll have you talk a little bit more about some other events that are going on as we wrap up the show. All right. But thanks for everything, Marisa. And certainly thanks to Howard for all of his efforts and time back to the community. Can I talk about food trucks for just a moment? Yeah, we've got some other food trucks in the area. Yeah. So we got food trucks in the area and, and I did get advance notice. It's right here. You got advance Of the notice. food trucks that are going to be at the Lafayette Fire Company on April 23rd. Um, Farm Show Milkshakes, which they're just fantastic. Nano Grill. Breakers, French fries, Papa Snow, Annie Ann's Crazy Train, and Laura's Chocolate. They'll all be at the Lafayette Fire Company uh, on Friday the 23rd. Um, Isla Estrella is a Puerto Rican uh, food truck, um, uh, a restaurant inside of a food truck. Uh, they're now parked at a new location. It's 509 Roarstown Road in Lancaster. Uh, they have amazing reviews on Facebook. Uh, and you can follow them at 
Isla Australia, Australia one at facebook.com. Um, they, they won't want me to do their commercial. Yeah. I think I'll take over now. You go f- do it. <laughs> Ula bowls, fresh acai bowls. See, acai, See, I- fresh acai bowls. I see it. I got too high on my horse there. I don't know the next one. Patea bowls, smoothies, and healthy food bites with a local twist. They're at Lancaster Central Market Tuesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays from seven to three. Of course, at the Lancaster Marketplace. Um, the uh, Grappling Crab Shack. They offer carryout blue crabs uh, live and steamed. Um, uh, crab cakes and other specialty items. April twenty first, four thirty to seven thirty. They're at Westgate Brownstown. Um, uh, for Newton Court, Leola, PA. Then we've got Which Way Sandwiches and Scoop of Dough. Panini Salads, Edible Cookie Dough, Ice Cream, and Milkshakes. Both of these food trucks will be at Sweet Briar Creek in Mannheim, 6028 Bayberry Avenue in Mannheim, April 20th from 5 to 7. I like this new this next one, Nacho Depot. <laughs> the Creative American Spin on Mexican and Latin favorites. Uh, you can enjoy nachos, tacos, burritos, empanadas, and more. April 22nd, 5 to 7 p.m. And that is at 120 Pennington Drive in Landisville. At, oh, yep, at <laughs> number one nacho on Facebook. Or no, that's not on Facebook. Would that be on Facebook or would that be Probably on would be. Instagram, Insta? As the kids say, I don't know. yeah, number one Uno, number one Nacho, number one Uno, number one Nacho. You'll figure it out. You'll find <laughs> it. Right. Chubby Unicorn. I'm so glad we ended up here. I love that name. Menu includes pulled pork sandwiches, barbecued chocolate chicken. Oh my goodness! <laughs> wow, a must try. Chubby mac and cheese. It's funny the chubby guy got this one. Loaded tater tots, local craft brewed root beer, Georgetown Hills Development. April 22nd from 5 to 7, and that is located at 1588 Manor Boulevard in Lancaster. All of this tomfoolery as we introduce these food trucks, all info and links available on the website via email each week. Just enter our giveaway at LancasterConnects.com to subscribe to our weekly email update. You'll get all of this information nicely lined out without our little bloopers and tongue twisters. It'll all be in the show info that we send out to you. And remember, this show is also available as a podcast. We'll have info like this for you each and every week. Subscribe to the podcast by finding the links at LancasterConnects.com. So we don't have Howard anymore. Howard's out serving the community right now. Yes, but, he is. Uh, Marisa, any, any of those food trucks uh, sound interesting to you? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to all of them. I'm, I, I think I'm going to actually skip lunch <laughs> on uh, Friday and, and have my... Uh, Save my appetite, you know. How about that's, you? Calorie, smart. calorie conserve for later in the day, right? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. That's I'm I'm all gain for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and, yeah. We've had Elizabeth. St- Go ahead, Marisa. Oh, I was just going to add to the to the audience there that when you purchase a ticket, a three dollar ticket, it's an enter to win. We have a variety of uh, raffle. Uh, prizes that have been donated oh, from, the, from the community. So we have uh, a lot of items that people can uh, possibly win and go home with it. So you, you fill your belly up and you might be able to take some a uh, fun little basket home too. So it's a win-win for everyone. Uh, I thought I thought you were raffling a fire truck. 
And no, not Brad Pitt. Not fire truck. All right. Well, thank you, uh, Elizabeth. Any uh, any food trucks there? Get your attention at all. You're making me hungry. <laughs> yeah. um, it all sounds good, you know. Lunchtime's coming, <laughs> making me hungry. Yeah. It is. It yeah. is. Yeah. Well, listen. Um, last week, I you know I understand, Elizabeth. You got some history for us. Last week, we discussed in Lancaster County the first courthouse being Postlewaite's Tavern. Uh, so this week, you've got a history nugget for us. Um, and someone who does history tours and from an archaeologist, archaeologists, archae, archaeologist, archaeologist standpoint, who happens to be, yeah, why don't you just give us the history nugget and I'll be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm here today representing the Ephrata Cloister, which was a unique religious community established here in Pennsylvania. And it was established here in Pennsylvania because Pennsylvania's founder, if you will, uh, William Penn, uh, opened Pennsylvania up for anybody of any religion to come and settle. Um, that was not the case. We often learned as kids in school that everybody came to the colonies for religious freedom. Well, that may be, but you could only go certain places. And Pennsylvania is the first colony that was established that it didn't matter what your religion was. And that's why we have such a great diversity of religions and um, immigration stories in Lancaster County. And Effort is one of the biggest. Yeah. So uh, I'm sure all of our podcasters, listeners, podcasters, podcast listeners enjoyed the History Nugget. But for our people who are watching, Elizabeth, could you actually shift over to the right just a touch? Which one is my right? Off camera. Here we go. The other oh, way. The other, the other right. There you go. No. <laughs> no. No, no, you no, went no. Wait a minute. <laughs> Keep there going. There we go. No. 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 <laughs> you want to go the no. other way. The it's, other it's, way. It's backwards. Yeah, there, that right. There, there we go. go. There. Yeah. That's better. <laughs> That's perfect. Perfect. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Boy, the. Uh, uh, we didn't have to worry about this way back when the cloister was founded, right? On camera, no. off camera, they didn't have cameras. <laughs> so um, tell us how the first Ephrata Cloister uh, came about. So, so Ephrata was founded in 1732 by a German immigrant named Conrad Beisel. He came to the colonies like many, seeking religious freedom. He um, came here, variety, he, land, he arrived in the colonies in 1720 first settled in the Germantown area outside of Philadelphia, and then became involved with the Brethren Church, um, becoming a leader with them uh, in 1724 at a Lancaster County congregation. They sort of agreed to disagree as he began to develop his own theology. And he came here along the banks of the Cucalico, intending to live the life of a hermit. But as often happens, mm. even to this day with charismatic religious leaders, he established unity of the solitude here along the banks of the Cocalico. And that was in 1732. 
Conrad Weisel dies in 1786. The, the height of the community is about 1740 to 1755. Um, small group, about 80 celibates, about 40 celibate men, about 40 celibate sisters, about 200 householder members, the married members of the congregation. So it was, you know, and this is where Ephrata, the town of Ephrata started here at the cloister not um, downtown. The town itself really takes off when the railroad comes to town and Mountain Springs Hotel where people would come take the waters. But the town of Ephrata really begins here at the cloister. I heard there's a connection with the Revolutionary War. What is that connection? Sure. So the brothers here had a printing operation and they printed the largest book in the colonies prior to the American Revolution for their local Mennonite neighbors. That book was about 1500 pages. They made about 1500 copies. They did everything here. This uh, facility was selected to be used as a hospital after the Philadelphia campaign, the winter that uh, Washington was at Valley Forge, the winter of 77, 78. Uh, Ephrata, as well as the Moravian Church in Lidditz and in Bethlehem were used as hospitals. And at that time when they brought the uh, wounded here to be cared for by the brothers and sisters, and there were doctors assigned through the Continental Army as well, but one of the things that they did at that time was they found these empty pages of books and they, um, you know, they weren't bound yet, just paper. Continental Army needed paper. They used the paper to make um, musket cartridges. A musket bullet is essentially a paper tube. So they needed paper for that. Ironically, that book was printed by the Mennonites to teach their children nonviolence of their religion. So uh, here's a book mm. printed for, you know, to teach passive nature of the Mennonite religion being turned into to bullets. And uh, obviously it was not very well received uh, <laughs> by the community or by the Mennonites. Mm, but uh, yeah, we had a hospital here. That's, a, that's um, an here. interesting little angle. You're saying you had a hospital there? Yeah, we had the um, the buildings that were used as hospitals no longer exist. They were on the hill behind. At the time, the property was about 250 50 acres. And um, we had just have 28 remaining. And so the, the buildings were on the hill known as Mount Zion that were used as a hospital. Um, about 180 or so soldiers, a few did not make it. There's a monument up in Mount Zion Cemetery to those soldiers who did not make it. <clears throat> okay, okay. So let's talk about, you said that originally there was a group of 80 or so celibate men, 40 or so celibate women. Um, there's a history there of how women were treated at the Ephrata Cloister, is that right? Right. This was a great place for women in the 18th century, actually. Um, in the 18th century, women really had no rights. You were chattel. You, you, you owned nothing. Your father or your husband or your brother, you know, controlled everything. Here at the cloister, the women were much more empowered. 
They had a separate dormitory and a separate meeting house. They had their own leader. Uh, for most of the history of, of Ephrata, that leader's name was Maria Eicher. She and her sister Anna were among the first women to come and visit. And what you're looking at right now is uh, the sister's house itself. And this, because everything was done communally, the sisters did their own cooking and their own cleaning. The brothers did their own. The sisters did not do that for the brothers. So because everything was done communally, there was a lot of time for creativity. The sisters were doing the beautiful Frachterschriften, the broken writing, and actually composing music. They were composed over a thousands, and we know for a fact, uh, based on some We've always had a gut feeling about it, but based on some recent research, um, we know we can say quite confidently that at least three sisters were actually writing music. And in the 1750s, where where is anybody else writing music? Maybe a convent in Europe somewhere. So sisters right. Fobin, oh. Hannah, and Keturah are going to get a Pennsylvania historical marker, uh, noting that they are the first uh, among the first female composers in what became the United States. Wow. That's um, pretty incredible. Right here in our backyard. Yeah. No, mm -hmm. Did not know that mm -hmm. at all. Do you um, mm -hmm. currently do music or have a choir or anything like that on, on at the Effort of Cloister? Well, obviously they haven't been cast, um, but we do have a volunteer chorus who sings some of the music that was written here by and sisters. Um, the music is all, uh, the words are all in German, so it's German. It's a volunteer chorus. We're always looking for new members of that. And we hope that they'll be able to start resuming practice in the fall. Uh, if all the numbers go right with pandemic and, and COVID numbers decline, people are vaccinated. We are really open to be able to start that back up again in the fall. And people, you know, when that begins again, people can join the choir, is that right? Right, if you've been interested in singing and joining the choir, I uh, suggest that you email us at our general email account, which is efforta1732 at gmail.com. We'd be happy to send you okay. the information. And uh, right now you're, you're currently looking at, open. There's the bakery in the back of the meeting house. These are huge buildings for the time when most people are living in maybe a story, maybe two stories, um, the two signature buildings. We yeah, will be yeah. open again beginning April 30th. We will be Fridays, Saturdays and Sundays from 10 to 4. Tours will be by appointment only. You will need to call to reserve a tour time. And you can simply call our number at 717-733-6600 beginning the 21st to schedule your tour. Are the tours kid-friendly? Like what, what kind of kid things would there be for a kid to see and, and maybe even do at, uh, during a tour? We may have lost Elizabeth. Maybe we lost Elizabeth. Well, that's all right. Uh, no problem there. I think we're. I think. I think we're channeling the the folks of the past at the cloister, <laughs> a non uh, non technology, non camera existence. Uh, 
That's all right. We'll definitely get everything out there to you in the notes here. Oh, there's oh. Elizabeth. We lost you there for a second, I think. We were asking, uh, you're, you're open, you're doing some tours now on the weekends. Um, is it kid-friendly? Can Is it a good family thing to come to? <laughs> she might not be able to hear us. I'm back. <laughs> Can you hear us, Elizabeth? All right. We we were wondering about uh, the kid friendly tours. What what um, right. on your tours at the Effort of Cloister might the kids so, enjoy? Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays by appointment only. Oh, we're having some. Yeah, we're having some some difficulties, Elizabeth. I want to thank you. Yeah. Well, thanks to Elizabeth for joining us. We'll, we'll certainly get all the information out. Um, we'll, uh, we'll look to kind of wrap the show up here. Um, but uh, or not. But uh, at any rate, thanks to Elizabeth Berthod for joining us from the Effort of Cloister. We're also going to be donating $125 to them as well, uh, as they are a self-funded, you know, non-charitable, char charitable, non-charitable, non-profit charitable organization as well. We'll be getting that out to them too. Okay, so both both uh, both events here, we're donating that one hundred twenty five dollars too because we feel it's important to support these things in our community. Uh, another thing, Lancaster connects community. All right, Lancaster connects community. This is about you know if you can't donate financially, the other thing you have is time. Um, I think we all have. We have. I don't think. I know we've all got the same amount of time in a day, and if you've got some extra time. You can sign up for the Lancaster Connects community at LancasterConnects.com. There's a little checkbox, and that means you're willing to donate time uh, to help these charities execute on their mission. In this case, a call out here, maybe not the same, but Lancaster Connects community. We've got two teenagers that were in a really bad car crash. Uh, happened about a week or so ago on uh, 222. It was actually a vehicle roll rollover. Both were badly injured. Uh, their names are Dominic and Najir. They're Lancaster Catholic High School students. Um, and, uh, they were both pretty badly injured, broken neck, back ribs. Classmates have started a rally. They started a GoFundMe page. They've raised about $13,000 so far. Uh, you can go to the, uh, GoFundMe.com, search for Dominic and Najir, and Najir spells his name N-A-H-J-E-I-R, uh, to help defray those medical costs. And again, though, you know, you can refer to the show notes, um, for the direct link and, and to figure it all out and find it there if you're if you're into donating. So while this one's about the money, typically Lancaster Connects community is about your time. In this case, there is a need here. Even if it's $5, I'm sure it would be appreciated. Uh, same thing goes for Effort of Cloister. You can support them by going to effortacloister.org to help them out. And remember, if you're into the arts, if you want to sing, you can join the choir. I think that's pretty neat. That's a history-rich um place right here in our own backyard and community. I think it's important that we have that remain. So your support there is greatly appreciated. Have you got a worthwhile cause that can make excellent use of members of the Lancaster community volunteering their time? Let us know. That's what Lancaster Connects community is all about. Again, LancasterConnects.com is your hub for all things related to this podcast. Whether you have a good cause that needs volunteers or you want to donate your time to help out in the community. We want to hear from you. If you'd like to volunteer your time, enter our free giveaway 
uh, at LancasterConnects.com. That's the byproduct of entering. You can check the box, confirm that you'd like to volunteer, and we'll sign you up for the Lancaster Connects uh, community. And if you have a good cause that can use some volunteers and we can promote that cause right here on our show, please get in touch via the form at LancasterConnects.com and we'll make all the connections and get the community out to help your charity or your organization uh, execute on the mission you want to achieve. As always, please like and share this video. Leave a comment. Tell a friend about the show. It's important. It helps us get it shown in all of the social media algorithms. It's a good thing to do and helps us out. Help spread the word about the show, the community, the charities, the people we have on the show here. Uh, ben, we've got one last guest to bring on, I guess. That's our pet of the week. Yeah. Courage from Pity's Love Peace is our pet of the week. There's, there's a good doggo. There's Courage. Um, uh, Pity's Love Peace, they, uh, they welcomed Courage back to the rescue last week. Um, the other dog in the adoptive home that Courage was in decided it was more, uh, they were more comfortable being the only dog. So uh, Courage uh, had to go back to Pity's Love Peace. But he's a seven-month-old male Pity. Uh, he's a playful and fun dog. Loves people, uh, especially the ladies. Um, he's a superstar cuddler. And uh, he is crate trained and housebroken. Uh, he needs an active family, um, as as many dogs do. Um, and uh, of course, uh, uh, he's other pet friendly, and he's actually done well with cats as well, which isn't always the case, I know, for for some some dogs. Um, so he does need a strong leader in the house to help him navigate uh, his adolescence. And if uh, you feel courage is a good fit for your home your home or any of the, uh, any, any of the other doggos that, uh, Pity's Love Peace has, you can go to pityslovepeace.com and get more information about, um, them and about the pets you can, um, adopt from them. Yeah. And I mean, I, listen, I've, I've rescued and adopted dogs. Um, Ben's heard all of my stories over the years. Uh, you know, dogs failing in a home more often than not, isn't the dog, you know, if you were to look up, uh, in Courage's case, being a Staffordshire Terrier uh, pit bull, as it's, as it's more commonly called, um, if you were to look up a picture of Courage as a puppy, you would be think this is just the most cutest dog in the world. Yeah. So, you know, these behaviors are learned behaviors. They're behaviors that become behaviors out of uh, not control in the home. And I will tell you, you know, rescuing dogs that you would think are unrescuable, unsalvageable. Time, patience is the case. So if you've got that, if you think you have that, reach out to any of these animal rescues, but in this case, Pity's Love Peace. Talk with them. Ask them, you know, to help you understand what's needed because, you know, it just here in Lancaster County, we've unfortunately got the whole puppy mill thing. When you rescue a dog, you actually save two dogs. You're saving the dog you're rescuing. And the next dog that goes into the organization has a home to land as opposed to being euthanized. That's the reality. Mm. Okay. And every time we rescue one, you save another one because there's no, a nonstop flow of these dogs that need help. I never thought about it in that way. Yep. Yeah. Look at that. The big guy's got the feelings out today. <laughs> gift card winners. We've got some gift card winners from, again, you enter LancasterConnects.com. You can enter the giveaway there. Uh, but our gift card winners this week are Ronnie Gerhardt from Willow Street and Hannah Royer from Landisville. You can enter for your chance to win one of two 
of local restaurant gift cards at www.lancasterconnects.com. And with that, I think, you know, we had our guests, uh, again, kind of jokingly, I think the, uh, the essence and the spirit of the cloister said, okay, this no more was technology. enough of that technology stuff. You got the buildings out, you got the music out, you showcase the books. So Elizabeth Berthod, thank you for joining us. We very much appreciate it. As you saw, Howard Hershey had to run off on a call. I hope everybody was okay there uh, and everybody gets back safe uh, from the fire company and anybody involved, we would certainly wish them a uh, quick recovery uh, from their need. Um, and Marisa, thanks to her for all of her help uh, with EMS and contacting the state to get the grants. Uh, I think that's a wrap. For this that's week. a wrap. All right. Thanks everybody for watching, listening this time around. We'll see you next week. Super Cereal.